Hello and welcome to another episode of You Haven't Seen That, the podcast where we watch the films that my co-host missed growing up. My name is Chris and I'm joined by that lovely co-host Eric. Hey everybody. And we're here with our season two wrap-up episode. How epilogue. Yes, yes. Uh, we've uh, been through a wild ride this season. I've uh, seen 25 films. It's been 25, has it? Yeah, because we, we do the 24 episodes and then the one look back, but we always have like the double feature. Double oh, yeah, up, of so. course, yes. Mm. So should we do a quick rundown of what we've seen this season? Yes, we should. All right. Kicked it all off. Here we go. Can't Hardly Wait, Crocodile Dundee, Showgirls, The Sandlot, Risky Business, Good Morning Vietnam, First Blood, Child's Play, Twister, Mortal Kombat Street Fighter Doubleheader, <laughs> Airplane, Pretty in Pink, The Wedding Singer, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Waterworld, Short Circuit, The Karate Kid, Ghost, My Girl, This Is Spinal Tap, The Wizard, <laughs> The Blair Witch Project, An American Tale, and Fantasia. And now I'm out of breath. Yeah, I reckon. <laughs> like, letters don't look like letters anymore after a while. No, they, it just all runs together, much yeah. like a lot of these films. <laughs> yeah, I know. Looking yeah. back, it was like, I yeah, some of these felt like a very long time ago. This was a harder reflection than the first. We've Like when I was reading through them, mm. trying to reflect on... Yeah, it was much trickier to kind of um, break some of them out. I guess it was such... The first season, so to speak, had so many like big iconic ones. Yeah, we came out of the gate like loaded. Yeah, one. we got like, some very big ones out of the way, mm. and um, and then we got a little bit more creative with with this one. Which Still I guess some pretty big deals on there, but um, yeah, that's, yeah, and I think that's going to be the running theme for the rest of the yeah, seasons. Exactly. Will be just kind of we're yep, yeah, some mean, of them are going to be hits and misses. Yeah, there's still going to be some good ones in there, but mm. um, it's 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 a much um, sort of broader list now rather than like. Die Hard and Top Gun and Dumb and Dumber. Yeah, like all of the, and True Lies, like yes, all of these great exactly. classics. So what we figure we'll do for this episode, uh, similar to our last season wrap-up, is we'll kind of go through, discuss like some of our favourite moments, key performances, yep. and just kind of reflect on the films that we saw. Yes. And then uh, sit down and try and figure out uh, what we're going to do for next season. Yeah, we, we haven't chosen our next season. We're going to do it live. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you so, can hear us argue over what goes in the hat yeah exactly like, mm. film sounds like rubbish um so yes yeah, so we, we've got both of those sort of things to cover so yeah i guess we'll um let's let's reflect yeah sure i uh, will on the season that was we got a i've I went through and i kind of broke down in genres like how how many of each yeah. kind of one we did and um this season we we're kind of more uh, comedy heavy Yes, and you, I guess, like last time, you've, you've simplified it. Yeah. So many things are double genres. Yeah, yeah. Like, just trying to make it simple. So we ended up having uh, eight comedies this year, mm. uh, this season. So, yeah. Um, eight comedies. Uh, yep. Then we had six kids-slash-family films. Yes. Five action, and then two apiece for drama, horror, and romance. So Yeah. Mm, so yeah, That feels about right. Yeah. So I think, I don't know, next season, a little less on the comedy, maybe? I don't know. It's mm. hard because, you know, like, some are comedy romances. A lot mm. of kids' movies are comedy. Family films are comedies as well. Exactly, exactly. So. Mm. But um, the one thing we kind of did last season is we went through and we had we found there was a lot of kind of commonalities showing up with, like, actors. Mm. Like We did, yeah. There was a lot of John Candy. There was a heap of Spielberg. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think seven Spielberg or something. Involvements, yep. We only had two this... this. Yeah, so what do we have this time? Uh, he had two that he executive produced. We yes. Had, uh, we had, um, we had, um, we had uh, an American tale. Yep. And I can't remember the other one. Twister. Oh, that's right. Yeah. But um, in terms of like repeat performances and things, none for this season. Yeah, that, yep, that seems about right now you mentioned it. Yeah, like last season, yeah, we had a couple of Kevin Bacon, we had a couple yep. of Bill Paxton and yep. things. Um, yeah, none, no repeats. Yep. No. Mm. We had um, Eddie Murphy a couple of times. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Beverly Hills Cop and Milan. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, this the, the only kind of common links from last season to this season is we had a Swayze and a Paxton, and that was about that it. That was about it. <laughs> yeah. No Keanu either. Nope. So we might need to mix that up a bit. Yep. But on that note of actors, was there any kind of performances that you thought kind of stood out for you? Um... Yeah, like this was actually quite a bit harder. I did enjoy a lot of these films, but um, probably the one I made a note of was actually the film surprised me in general. But um, uh, my girl, Anna. Anna Chomsky. Yeah, I thought she was awesome. Mm. One good tree climbing Thomas J. His face hurts. And where is his glasses? He can't see without his glasses. Put his glasses on. Put on his glasses. She did. Just a really great job of making that film super sad. Yeah. Actually, it... and let's give Macaulay some credit too. Oh, yeah. Now yeah. that I think of it. Yeah. Um, Are you familiar with my work? The two of them, like, really carry that film and do an incredibly believable job with it. Yes. Especially yeah. contrasted to Dan Aykroyd, who just is Dan Aykroyding the hell out of it. Yeah, he's just... Like, Jamie Lee Curtis is great in it, yep. but Dan is... Dan is like, this isn't a comedy. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a play it real blah. I'm going to go blah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, that was, um, that was good. And then I guess, um, like, Robin Williams' uh, performance in Good Morning Vietnam. Mm -hmm. Like, his performance as a whole is pretty good, but, like, his performance behind the mic is just, like... Oh, it's next level. It yeah, is, yeah, that is just, like... That's why unique. he was cast in the film. Exactly. Like, <laughs> what a talent. Mm. Um, and just to see that. And then... Um, no, nobody in Street Fighter was any good. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed the film, but, but no, no. that was any good. See, for me, the one that jump looking at the list that jumps out is uh, Stallone in First Blood. Yes. Yeah. I went to get a couple of beers, and the, the box is wired, and he opened up the box, fucking blew his body all over the place. And he's laying there, and he's fucking screaming, there's pieces of him all over me, just like, like this, and I'm trying to pull him off, you know, and it's, it's my friend that's all over me. He's got blood and everything, and I'm trying to hold him together. I put him together, his chains keep coming out, and nobody went out. Um, reminding us why he was a good yeah. actor. So that, like, when we were kind of discussing this uh, for season three, I was mm. saying, do we want to kind of finish off with the good Stallone performances? Because there's, yes. I think there's about, there's probably two left. One that's kind of too recent with Creed, and yeah. that's kind of just a rehash. But there's one film left that I think he actually gives a really great performance in. Okay. But whether or not we, it, it's not one that jumps to mind to do no. early on, so. Okay. Mm, but it is that thing of you forget how good of an actor he actually yeah. is, or yeah. can be sometimes, and yeah. Yeah, he just, um, well, he chooses money a lot. Yeah. And maybe fun. Maybe yeah. it's more fun to just go punching and jumping. Yeah, you can't blame him for that. No. So, <laughs> uh, so yeah, no, true. That He was very good in that. And um, and, and the karate kid himself, actually. Oh, Ralph Macchio. Yeah, he, I actually quite enjoyed his performance. Yeah. I was like, oh, well done. Like, yeah. And, yeah, against Pat Morita and things. Like, that was mm. a film, I think, 
I, I was shocked how well it held up for me. Yeah, like I'm gonna gonna transition our topic here to mm-hmm. uh, to favorite of the season. Like Karate Kid is right up. It's right up there for you. Me. Wow. Okay. I, I just think if I watched it as a kid, that would have been freaking awesome. Yeah, it's it's just such a solidly made yeah, film. It's so well made. Mm. Um, from start to finish, it's a bit slow and long, I guess. But yeah, but it, but it's an eighties film. Like it's an early eighties yeah. film, and that was how you know things were paced back then. Mm. So, um, but I just I was just so. Su- yeah, it just just held me the whole time, and all the performances were good. Mm-hmm. Um, and just like the the final, the whole final part. Um, what was the song that plays over the final? Uh, final? Oh, the you're the best. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so like just that whole montage at the end. Yeah. Just great of him just beating people. And then they sweep the leg, Johnny. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, so good. So mm. uh, yeah. So that was a, a favorite. And the other. Um, one I've noted down as a, as a favourite, actually, was just The Wedding Singer. <laughs> yeah, that was good. I just so enjoyable. Yeah. I see why, yeah. Adam Sandler became a star. Like, yeah. it's, it's the problem of going back to some of his older films now, like, knowing where he is and what he's doing, like, mm. with all the grown-ups and all of that. Yeah. The not-great films. Yes. Like, things like Blended. Um, what is Blended? It's the We're Going to Africa movie. Oh, no. We're going to Africa! Yeah! Him and Drew Barrymore, and they have two families, and they come together. Oh, and that... Yeah, I mean, yeah, okay. They're going to Africa! We're going to Africa! Yeah! Oh, that's, that's original. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it is, like, going... So you... If you go back and watch any of his older films, you obviously enter with a bit of trepidation because... Yes. You never quite know what you're going to get. Yeah. But, um, the but, Wedding Singer has the least amount of him kind of just... Putting on his voice and yelling. Like, it, I rewatched Billy Madison recently. Oh, that is a very weird entertaining, movie. Bonkers crazy when you're on the rewatch. I'm like, oh. Yeah, it's surreal it and really bizarre. And... and he puts on his Adam Sandler voice a lot in that one, which, mm. you know, is fine. It's all good. But Wedding Singer probably has the least amount of that. And it's and an actual story behind it. It's a story. It. The romance is really believable. Like, we spoke about the time him and Drew Barrymore have great on screen chemistry. Yeah. You can see where they keep going back to it. Mm-hmm. Um, Plus Steve Buscemi. In Stevie that. B. Why can't you be more like your brother? Uh, Harold would never beat up his landlord. <laughs> oh. <laughs> He's so, so good. good. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was just a lot of fun. Yeah, I, I'm just looking through the list now. There was a couple that were like big deals for me as yes. a kid here. Um, mainly Short Circuit, which... I've put under a different category for me on that one. Oh, which one? Where have, where have you put, put that? that? As a letdown. Oh, <laughs> I thought you might. That, that's one where like we watched it and we had a group of people around uh, watching that one with us and it's it's one where like I, oh I can definitely see yeah. the cracks in it yeah. but I just have an unabashed love for that film. That's it and that is one which I will immediately say if I'd watched as a kid I would have loved it. Yeah. Just watching as an adult I'm like, eh, this is pretty bad. <laughs> I could still really appreciate it. Yeah. And, like, if my kid watched it and enjoyed it, I'd probably give him a high five or her a high five. Mm-hmm. But, um, but watching it in I'm your like, 30s uh, for the first yeah, time. I'm like, it's, it's not anything mind-boggling. <laughs> <laughs> but he loves the Three Stooges. He does. So elements of it were really fun, actually. Yeah. Um, but 
I guess I went in kind of pretty excited, mm. and then it, it was it was it was fine. Yeah, <laughs> it was like the other kind of kids friend, more kid friendly films that we watched, like The Wizard. I was surprised how well that that was when I inversely was expecting to not hold up. Yes, but it actually did. I thought, and I put that in my that was surprisingly good category. Wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I, I put a little late note for that one. I put um, My Girl in there as well. Yeah. Because that movie, I didn't really know what to expect, and it turned out to be just beautiful mm. um, and crushingly sad, but kind of uplifting. Yeah. And then I put The Wizard in that list as well, because, yeah, I... Well, that was your curveball. That was my curveball, and I just thought it would be funny to, like, yeah. let's watch a movie that's a commercial for Nintendo. Yeah. But, <laughs> like, the, the, the central story is actually good, and it's... Heartfelt and heartfelt nice. And it's, Apart from the creepy bounty hunter, like yeah. it's a sort of normal kind of kids film. Mm. Um, it's just a lot of fun. Mm. And I was like, oh, wow. <laughs> that was actually pretty good. Yeah. And I mean, the the one I actually intrigued that hasn't kind of popped up yet, because it is, for some reason, it's such a big deal for kid, like people of our generation, mm. The Sandlot. Yes. And I um, have popped that one. <laughs> you keep bringing up ones I've made notes oh, as well. Nice. Um, nailing I have it. put The Sandlot down as one I'd like to rewatch. Okay. Because at the time, I, I think I was expecting more of a Mighty Ducksy kind of situation, mm-hmm. like a real team thing. I didn't expect the, the summer film. Yeah. Um, but there's very I, little baseball in that film, yeah, actually. There's, there's not a lot of sport. It's more just like the big dog. But now that I... It's more of um, Now um, I know it's like more of that summer film. I'm like, oh, I'd really like to re-watch that. Mm. Because as it, once again, you go in as a kid and you don't really know what to expect. And probably gonna, I probably would have really liked it. Yeah. Now I'm like, oh, I would like to rewatch that. In the mindset of knowing what it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I I love when you find films like that where the Mm. first, it's so unexpected what it is. Like you think it's going to be one thing and it's not. And then it just gets better and better on rewatch. And like, it's a pretty well executed nostalgia film. Mm. And nostalgia films, you you usually like them for a reason because they make you feel nostalgic. Yeah, yeah. Um, And I think it did that pretty well. Mm. And it's Um, one I know. I'm not American. I don't play baseball. Yes. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But we can all relate to just having a group of friends hanging out for the Mm. summer. Yeah. Yeah, particularly the one that goes missing and was never heard from ever again. Bertram, well, Bertram got really into the 60s and no one ever saw him again. Can I bring up one that let me down? Yes. Like, that I was... Kind of excited for? Not excited, but, like, I remembered being a good film, yeah. and then we watched it, and it is not great. Yes. Crocodile Dundee. <laughs> yeah, that was not great. I, I do <laughs> not... Yeah, that's one I, I get. It's, it's a good film to point out when you're, like, people like dumb things back in the day. And like <laughs> or, like, we're easily amused. It's easy, and I guess, like, the thing that we've always got to remember for that is it's... Um, time and place? Time and place. Like, Australia really, as a global kind of culture like that, didn't have that kind of exposure up until that point. It was it was right around that big Aussie boom of the mid-80s. America's Cup and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. And we finally won that. And, and then this followed up. And... Um, and the cinematography and the landscapes, well, some of the cinematography, but the landscapes are stunning in that photo. So as a tourism film, it's great. Yeah. Um, and I guess if you're into Paul Hogan, it might make you think there's more than one of him. And there are, by the way, yeah. world. <laughs> <laughs> but they don't I, live in the cities, yeah. um, as you might have guessed. Well, I, some of them do. I just, I can't, I could not get over how much of an asshole character he was. Yeah. And how little of a role the um, Linda Kozlowski had. I know, all she has is just two men to 
I don't know. Uh, yeah, poor, to, poor, very badly written romance. And then for it to turn around and be nominated for an Academy Award for screenplay. Yes, exactly. And being the second highest grossing film of the year. See, that is one thing I reckon because you, it, it's pretty unique, I guess, in mm. terms of like, from my understanding, the the Australian and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. And the, I mean, you still know how much other cultures fascinate other cultures, and Americans are still fascinated by the Australian accent, as mm-hmm. evidenced, and other accents, but as evidenced by every comedy TV show ever. Yes. Um, there's always an Australian character at some point with a bad accent. Yeah, it's really weird that that yeah, happens, right? It's still a thing, but <laughs> yeah. um, I think but yeah. it always will be. Um, <laughs> I mean, God, it's even happening in The Good Place right now. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. Like, wait, oh, what? That's <laughs> painful to watch. Uh-huh. Um, enjoy the show enough. But then, oh, yeah. You could have just hired an Australian actress, couldn't you? Mm. <laughs> um, <laughs> sounds like it'd be easier. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, so I guess you've got that which made it do well in the box office but yeah as a as a romance it was written the storyline's awful it just comes across as an absolute vanity project for yeah. paul hogan and, and look maybe it's a reflection on a lot of 80s romances I, sort of com- I, romance comedies i mean some yeah. are great mm. um, i know um, like ghost that was an example of like a romancy kind of story mm. that we had in the season that actually i think from like what 1990 and it actually yeah. held up really well yes yeah mm. so don't know, but anyway, the fact that they're the Oscar nominations and stuff is uh, an interesting one. I think surely other peop- other nominees that year or those who didn't get nominated might have been like, for real? Yeah, that this, okay. okay. If it had won, that would have been shocking. Oh, I know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Okay, so that was a bit of a letdown for you. Yeah, yeah. Or just didn't, yeah. I mean, I'd, I'd obviously seen it a bunch, yeah. and just, but not for years, and I thought, oh, this will be fun, and it wasn't. <laughs> no, and it was pretty long, too. And yeah. Yep. Excruciating. Yeah. Hmm. Um, yeah, I guess, for me, other letdowns, there was more than one. Um, I mean, I said short circuit before. <laughs> Got to give a nod to Waterworld. I mean, oh, it wasn't yeah. a letdown, because I knew it would be bad, but... It's... Crikey. Terrible. <laughs> to really... Draw, draw from um, Crocodile Dundee. Yeah, that's... Crikey. <laughs> that's one where, like, I, I hear a lot of people, are, like, reconsidering that. Or, like, there's a movement and to I, reconsider it. Like, I went in really open-minded because I'm like, maybe it just got an unfair rap at yeah. the time. The Mariner is it's reprehensible. He is worse than Paul Hogan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, my God. If we ever do merchandise for this show, that's the T-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> worse oh. than Paul Hogan. Jeez, yeah, he's an awful human. His his answer to everything is to hit the woman, basically. Yeah, or like sell her to be raped and yes, murder like, the child, and yeah. And it doesn't, it doesn't match the tone of the film. No, and Kevin Costner is not a good enough actor for you to believe, or for like he's not he's unable to convey the transition into good guy. No, like they could, just could have swapped him with some driftwood, and he's... it would have worked. Better. <laughs> At least matched his performance. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that look, we knew that was going to be a letdown, and mm. the action scenes, like the invasion of the fort and stuff, that mm. was pretty awesome. Yeah, and Dennis Hopper is a great cycloptic villain. Yes, because he's like, I know what this movie is, and he's <laughs> playing it perfect. Yeah. yeah. Um, and the other letdown, uh, Twister. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess I wasn't expecting it to be super duper. It wasn't terrible, don't get me wrong, yeah. but it's just so silly. <laughs> For a film that was, you know, so big budget and yeah. did so well, mm-hmm. um, it wasn't bad. Um, but just like, it's it, Paxton's borderline phoning it in. Yeah, um, it, it's it's no, you're not getting like good Paxton here. Yeah, what is it? Cubes versus spheres is essentially. Oh. 
plot of the film. And it's one team is not it, they're in it for the money, not the science. Yeah. Jonas Miller, he's a night crawler. We all start out in the same lab that Jonas went out and got himself some corporate sponsors. He's in it for the money, not the science. <laughs> Clearly they've got the science there as well. Yeah. They've got the cubes. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's one of those ones, it, yeah, it, so like you watch it and you realise, yeah, a lot of those 90s action films, they look great, they're kind of fun, yeah. but man, they're shallow. Yeah, that was it. Like, <laughs> There's it was, not much going on. It was pretty fun. It maybe, and I think, like, I didn't expect it to be deep. Mm. <laughs> shallow was essentially what I was, but yeah. it probably wasn't just quite as fun as I was expecting it to be. Um, yeah. It, so it was, it was just a letdown in that regard. Not a major one. Um, yeah, like, no movies really let me down that much. Probably, should, mm. like I said, short circuit, because I kind of got super excited for it. <laughs> Do you reckon? It, it's like... I've just kind of thought, like, looking at a bunch like Twister and Waterworld and mm. Crocodile Dundee, there's an overabundance of unlikable protagonists. This yeah, season. badly written protagonists. Not as, and just kind just of wooden. Wooden, yeah. It's like, wooden's a good one. Blank, kind of, there's not much. Like, you're thinking about Helen Hunt in Twister. Yes. She's a great actress, but there's not nothing going on. really to that character no, there. And look, to, to their credit, at least Crocodile Dundee is an interesting character. Yeah, and I that guess that's least. why it did so well. Mm. Um, he's um, And some of the comedic elements, like when he's like, Pretending to fight the fake crocodiles and yeah. things like that. Like some I, of those bits are pretty pretty entertaining. Mm. Um, so you couldn't say his character is blank. No, he's no. just not very. He's really not likable. Let's no, be honest. No. But I guess you know. Anyway, he is what he is. Yeah. But, but yeah, it's just like running down the list. It's in terms of like charismatic, interesting leads. There weren't that many. So no. Mm. Um, <laughs> speaking of non-charismatic leads, Van Damme in Street Fighter. We are prepared to pay the ransom demand. Twenty billion dollars. What will prevent him from taking more hostages next month and asking for fifty billion, one hundred billion? Colonel, have you lost your mind? No. You've lost your balls. God. In saying that, I really enjoyed Street Fighter. That was it, it was so much silly fun. Yeah, doing that double header of Mortal Kombat and then Street Fighter, and then watching it with Mike as well, yeah. who is a massive, like, yeah. unabashed fan. Yes, <laughs> it just made it fun. Actually, that's reminded me of possibly my favourite performance of the whole season. Mm-hmm. M. Bison. Oh, Raul Julia. He was awesome. Yes. He knew what he was doing. Yeah, again, that thing of like wooden leads, but over the top hammy villains. He's like, come on, I know exactly what this is, and I'm going to nail it. Yeah. Look at Boots, go. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Perfect. Uh, yeah, no, he was a. I enjoyed his performance a lot. Mm. Um, and then, yeah, so I think I've said my. Um, actually, but I'm going to flip back a little bit, going back and forth a little bit here. Yeah, but yeah. I, it needs a nod. Um, as a surprise was Risky Business. Yeah, that's a great film. I really enjoyed that. When it started, I'm like, oh, this isn't what I expected it to yeah. be. But once it really got into the, the depth of it, I'm like, oh, wow, this is actually quite... like It's, it's a surprising film, and it's one I really like to show people who've yeah. never seen it, because... It's, yeah, you have an idea of, oh, it's going to be a teen sex comedy, mm. just based on... The whole premise. Yeah, well, like, you know, you see that cover and it's Tom Cruise with the Ray-Bans and yes. the girl on the car and yep. there's him sliding into the yep. song and you're, it's like, oh, yeah, whatever. Yep. But then it ends up becoming an interesting, incredibly well-made drama, mm. almost. Yeah, it, of this, like, kid with expectations. Of, the pressures that are put on you yeah. and uh, from society and things. It's great, I think. Yeah, actually, I just had a thought then. He sort of reminds me of Cameron from Ferris Bueller. Yeah, kind of, if he way. was a lead. If yeah. he was a lead, yeah. Mm. Um, and I actually had made a note for Risky Business um, as a score. Like, I can just really picture the that. The Tangerine really, Dream score. Tangerine Dream score is just stunning. Mm. Um, it, 
that gives that film like as I'm thinking of it now that real emotional whoa. it's different from what you would get from any other kind of teen comedy mm. at that time yes yeah. so that um, as a score mm. that was off the top of my mind at least I haven't got sat down and listened to them all but that was really one of my absolute favorite scores of the season mm. yeah well let's let's jump onto the scores then mm. and any soundtracks like I mean obviously we have you've got to mention spinal tap because that's yeah, that just for the songs in general. Yep, the soundtrack is, um, and the titles, mm. and the artwork. Yep. Um, and I mean, come on, Mortal Kombat as well. Oh, true. <laughs> yeah, I didn't write that one down, but um, the I, moment that just kicks in like all five times or whatever. Yeah, no, we kept counting it to a ridiculous amount of time. So it kicks in early too, so mm. that's nice. Yeah. Um, I love the Pretty in Pink soundtrack. Yeah. And then I found it on vinyl for like very, very little and bought it secondhand. Nice, nice. And so I listen to it every now and then. I'm like, I gotta really watch that film. Mm. I knew a lot of the soundtrack as it was going. Yeah, you were picking songs left and right. Yeah, so. but now I actually didn't know um, uh, the Smiths, please, please. Oh, let me get what I want. Yeah. Mm. Um, now that I know that, I feel so sad for Ducky. <laughs> now, that now that I've listened to that song more, I'm like, oh, Ducky. Well, you know, that, that, like, I think we talked about in the episode that the original ending was they were supposed to get together. Yes, in the studio. Oh, damn, audiences. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Test audiences, honestly. Ah, well. <laughs> Let's just put it with the rich kid. Yep. Let, yeah, that's the weirdest ending I for know. that. Oh. It's the most anti-John Hughes ending. I know. Yeah. A bit disappointing. Ah, well. Yep. Mm. But of course, another great soundtrack was Good Morning Vietnam. Oh, I mean, yeah. yeah. Goes without saying. Yeah. That is, that's an album everyone has. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. So that was, um, yeah, those are my, my favourites mm -hmm. when it came to, came to music. Yep. And I guess the, the other big ones would be uh, memorable moments. Are there any kind of scenes that kind of stick out for you? Okay, like immediately um, showgirls, Numi flopping around in the pool with Kyle McLaughlin. <laughs> Okay. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Just doing a darndest to yep. put in an Oscar-worthy performance. Oh wow! Yeah, that film. I, I am still <laughs> baffled by that. Me film. too. That was fascinating. It's. It's. I. Can't, I still I can't decide if it's good or bad. I, I think I know. No, it's bad. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. Definitively. But I actually think it could have been good. Like looking at the production value, and I think what he was trying to do. He was but, trying to do like all about Eve, but just it didn't work. Yeah, he just just. Missed every mark by anywhere between one centimetre and several kilometres. Yeah, it's like, here's the idea, but then he took a right angle turn too and many, did it there. Too many <laughs> objects, too many messages, and it misses all of them as a result. And too many, and that script is... Clunky. Weird. Uh, yeah, I, I think it's a fascinating kind of one. But I think for, to really stick, you've got to truly understand Vegas. Mm. I think he, yeah. Anyway... Um, <laughs> Numi. <laughs> that ridiculous sex scene. Yeah, she was um, memorable. Um, <laughs> just that. Just every one of her scenes. Yeah. <laughs> what you say, like her throwing up on the truck? the guy just, um, yeah you count that whole film as a memorable yeah, moment the um her, her hip-hop dancing boyfriend guy oh yeah who yeah that who horrible gets, guy oh yeah everyone in that film is just awful um 
how um, she goes from zero to eleven, like in anger, yes. just so quickly. Her fury. So, <laughs> um, so showgirls like most of everybody's performance. <laughs> Dog food, everything. Doggy chow. Yeah. I used to love doggy chow. Um, but no, a, a good memorable moment. Mm-hmm. Um, karate Kid, that final takedown kick. Yeah. Blew my mind. The crane pose. and oh, Yeah. Like you knew he was going to use a crane pose, but then mm. that delivery. <laughs> and, and then the movie just ends. Yes. <laughs> oh, it's just, so just take that. Um, mm. And then if I'm just having a little quick look at the list... Um, Child's play actually when um, Chucky is is burning and the puppetry and all and that coming stuff. down the hallway like screaming. Brad Dourif is Ooh, so fine. good in that film. Yeah, mm. so that really sticks in my mind as well. Mm. Um, I think those are kind of like the big ones. Yeah, that probably probably stick in my mind most. I mean, of course, like the ghost pottery scene. More so oh, just because yeah. it was so early in the film. Yeah, and it's kind of. Odd. <laughs> yeah, like I um, they can't sleep, so she's gonna get up and do pottery at two in the morning. Yeah, and, and then it's yeah. gonna turn into sexy pottery. But I, I don't know. Odd. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, those would be my um my memorable moments. I think. Mm. And are there any this season that you think you'll like go back and rewatch or like kind of uh, actively kind of watch again? Look, I reckon if I'm hanging out with you and Mike, I'd watch Street Fighter again. Mm-hmm. Depend- yeah, you've got to have Mike there for that one. Yeah, um, I, I would really like to watch This Is Spinal Tap again, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some of them others, and I think I'll probably watch Pretty in Pink again, now that I've really got into the soundtrack again. You can pick up the, yeah. Yeah, and it's not too long, it's pretty easy. Mm, well, that's on. the same thing with Spinal Tap, it's like 80 minutes, yeah. it's nice, short, and yeah, it doesn't overstay. Like, and... the thing with Karate Kid is, as good as it was, I don't have two and a bit hours. Yeah, that yeah. I, that I just feel like putting on Karate Kid. That's one where you can go, like, ten years, and if it's on, you'll be like, oh, yeah. cool. Ten years, and I've got a kid who's watching Karate Kid, or she's yeah. watching Karate Kid. Fair call. <laughs> yeah, um, and I won't watch the new. Well, I don't know about the new Child's Play. I heard mixed things. I watched it actually. Yeah, I did not mind it. Okay. And this is some. And I say this as someone who was a massive yeah. fan of the originals. Yes, and you're, you know, um, always naturally skeptical of a yeah, remake. Yeah, I I kind of enjoyed it. I I mean, it's not yeah. amazing, but it was a new, different take. It, it yep. separates itself. It's same but different enough. Yeah. Like, it's not about... <laughs> it's just not a flat reboot. Yeah, it's a, I can safely say that it's not a um, serial killer who puts his soul <laughs> in a doll via voodoo magic. Oh, come on. That's so believable. It's um, an AI thing, like a Siri yeah, kind of gone right. wild. And it's kind of cool and interesting. Okay. And well. it's the kids of the stars. Yeah, which makes it kind of really like yeah. it's like a really great if you were like ten or twelve and watched it at a sleepover. Sleepover, it's a great one of those movies. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, and right. surprisingly violent, which yes. I enjoyed. All so right, we'll add that to the list then. Hmm. Well, but um, yeah. Does that sum up season two? I think so. Yeah. Just trying to think. Anything else? No. I think we've uh, we've. We've really probably almost like touched on almost everything we watched. Yeah, I mean, the only other thing I was going to bring up is uh, I brought it up in our last season wrap-up of how many films that we've done that have been either rebooted, sequelized, or remade. What ones from this season has that happened to? There are six. From this season alone? Yes. For real? Uh, First Blood, there is now Rambo Last Blood is in (laughs) cinemas right now. Uh, Child's Play, which we were just talking about. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's the Mortal Kombat remake, which is shooting in Australia right now. I'm sorry, what? Mortal Kombat remake. It's apparently going to be gritty and R-rated and produced by James Wan. Really? Yeah. Oh, James Wan's... He could do either... Go either way with that. I like the Conjuring films. Yeah, exactly. Like, he... Okay. 
Yeah. Cool, interesting. Uh, apparently there is a Short Circuit remake announced. I did hear that one. Yep. Yes, okay. Yep. Uh, there is a Karate Kid sequel TV series on, on YouTube. YouTube. Yep. Yes, which I actually finally watched the trailer for. It apparently, right. apparently it's awesome. <laughs> I'm, I'm yet to watch it. It actually looks pretty good. Mm. And then there was the really terrible Blair Witch sequel called Blair Witch. That's right. So, yeah. And there's a Blair Witch video game now. Yes, yeah, which could go either way. I don't know. It's out and about and people think it's meh. Yeah, I think fair. Like uh, most of these horror survival yeah, kind of tough, tough genre to crack. Yeah. Um, well, on that note, should we have a little bit of discussion and pick next yeah, season? Let's try and do next season. All right. So, we figured we'll try and break it up into like evenly between the genres. So we figure like four to five comedy, four to five action, five kids slash family films. Yep. Couple of drama, a couple of romance, couple of horror, like, and, um, and we're going to save space for another Chris's curveball. Yes, we do. I've I've already picked what it's going to be. This you're this not panicking season. as much this time. No, <laughs> you've just chosen it. No, nah. well, it was what I was originally going to do last season, Before but then swapped I it. Yeah. I swapped it out last minute. So cool. Yeah. So you're ready to go. I'm ready to go. So you've gone through. I'm going to let you take the lead on this. Yeah, I think, okay. um, and then you can um, debate or add alter and adjust as needed. So yeah. Okay. Well. I guess I'll start with some comedies. Now, mm-hmm. obviously, a, th- a few things um, cross genres a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not 100% sure where some of these should fit, but I believe I should really watch Kindergarten Cop. Who is your daddy and what does he do? Yeah, that was one I had marked down as yeah, well. Like, so that's a, that's a definite. And yeah. that also ticks our quotient for Arnie. Yeah, we've got well. an Arnie in there. So we've, uh, we've got Kindergarten Cop yep. all ticked off. Now, I know that you would love me to watch Office Space. Ah, that's an interesting one. I didn't know you hadn't seen that. No, I haven't. Okay. Uh, look, I don't know. I think it sort of fits in more of a cult kind of way rather than a missed it as a kid. Yeah. Than I missed it as a teenager. Because that was 99. So yeah. that was like, you know, we were 13. Like, you know, it's more yeah. of a teenager yeah. one. It's but... a high school kind of one. Mm. And um, particularly with its cult following. So um, I think that probably snakes in. Yeah, sure. I'm happy for that one to go on. Um, and then I've got two others, which I think are both pretty important. Mm-hmm. Um I guess it's a comedy, The Cable Guy, in a dark kind of way. Yeah, I would. Ha- yeah, I'm a, so I'm a big that. fan of that. And film. then I've also got the Rocky Horror Picture Show. I've got that under comedy. You know, yeah, that's that's a yeah. way good place to put it. I think. Yeah. Um, that in terms of just a. I have to see that movie. Yeah, that, that kind of that. It, it's not necessarily one you see as a kid, but it definitely ticks the box of something. How have I not seen that? Yeah, yeah. So definitely that one, I reckon. Yep. Um, yeah, Cable Guy, possibly. Yeah. Um, let me see what else I had in terms of comedy to see if there's anything I'd throw out. The other one I also have on the list is Animal House. See, that's a definite for me. I think that, that, yeah, that's, and there was one other I had as a possible. What's your other one? Stripes. Oh, yes. With Big Steve. Mm Mm-mm. Bill Murray and Harold Ramis in the army. That's right. Mm. I'm not sure what I'm picturing. Anyway. That, that's one I would possibly add on there as well. I think that sounds good. Sorry, yeah. Jim Carrey. Yep. We'll I've seen a lot of Jim Carrey movies. Yep. So I'm pretty pretty versed in the Jim Carrey universe. Mm. Um, oh, no. Cable Guy will definitely be back on. Be in there. Yep. But mm. Stripes, no, I like that. A good 80s film. Good. What was it? 80... It's like 83? 82, yeah. 83? It was like... Early on and... It was like his second... Bill Murray's like second yeah. film. Sweet. So, that, yeah. yeah. Great. Need to 
Fill my Bill Murray quotient. Awesome. And yeah, Animal House is the other one that I had. Like, yeah. as, that's that's a biggie. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of nuts that in season one we did National Lampoon's Vacation and not Animal House. <laughs> Probably just because for me, like, Vacation was maybe because of all the sequels. It's the it, one that you just sort of. And it's on TV all the, all the time. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, all right, cool. Well, I think that's a solid list of comedy. Right, we've got um, five comedies sitting here. Yeah, if we decide to bump one out, I would probably lean towards Office Space. Yeah, I think that sounds fair. But we'll see how we go, uh, nutting everything else out. Okay. What, what have we got next? Okay, well, I've, got, um, I've got drama here. So we need, probably let's choose three. Yep. Um, so I've got a bit of a list of some ones I think are pretty important. Mm-hmm. Jerry Maguire. Yep, just in terms of 90s cultural impact, I think. Yeah. Show me the money! And that, oh yeah, Tixar TC yeah. quotient. <laughs> um, I put it under drama. Uh, Thelma and Louise. Yeah, Is okay. Is that drama? Yeah, that, I'd, I'd say that's drama. Yeah. yeah. Drama, not thrill. Yeah, drama. Yep. Um, the Fugitive, drama action. Yep. Um, which I've seen parts of The Fugitive, definitely, but mm-hmm. not the whole thing. Um, basic Instinct. I just know that's a thriller. Thr- isn't that's it? thriller. Yeah. yeah. So I've chucked it on there, but anyway, maybe it fits somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And the Hunt for Red October. That's also kind of thrillery. Thrillery action. Yeah. yeah. So these things sort of blend over mm. over genres. Uh, so, it's because I have a lot of actions listed. Yeah. So I, well, for those, th- uh, if we want to pick three, I would definitely say Jeremy Maguire. Yep. Happily do Thelma and Louise. Yeah. And do you have any other suggestions that you might pop in as a third for drama? Let me see. I mean, otherwise, um, yeah. Quickly scan in my list here. Well, because I had Jerry Maguire on mine yeah. for a drama as well. Yeah, nothing else really jumping that's like an urgent kind of one, I guess. So I'd be cool to chuck the fugitive on if you want. All right, let's do that. Then we've got Harrison Ford ticked off as well. Yeah. Beautiful, lovely. So that's uh, those are our three dramas. Mm-hmm. Jerry Maguire, Thelma and Louise and The Fugitive. Great. Now, there's a bit of overlap again here as I roll into kids and family. Like, what what genre is the Heathers? Oh, no, that's a comedy. That's what I thought. Yeah, anyway, that, that's, a, that's like a teen, yeah. like, mean girls type. That's what I thought. Yeah. I just didn't know where to put it. But anyway, way darker. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it's going to wait till next season. Yeah. Um, I believe I must watch Footloose. Yep. And that ticks our bacon box. <laughs> <laughs> See, Footloose, I'd almost say it falls into the drama category. Oh, really? Yeah, because it's not, it's like, it's, you so, know. Yeah, it's a... It's, it's the, not a PG film. Like no. it's, yeah. So that's where I got, got a little bit confused. But, but no, um, I'm, I'm cool to include that in that kind of category I think it, yeah, for sure. There's a bit of crossover between a few of these. And it, um, we haven't had a dancing film, so no, we need... That's why it went there, basically. Yeah. <laughs> kids, like, kids like dancing. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then others that I think are very important, um, and I believe they sort of fit... Well, look, The Goonies... Yeah. And Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Yes, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids was on my list as well. So they're two big, big kids family films. Yep, definitely. Now, another I've put under this category is Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. See, that I'd go into comedy or drama. Mm. Um, mm. Yeah, so look, I'd really need to see that. So let's move that into drama and kick off The Fugitive. I reckon, yep, fair call. Yep. Good call. Sorry, Harrison. I mean, yeah, that's almost, it's like comedy drama, but like, let's put it there for the sake of. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, and I know someone who will definitely be wanting to guest it on that episode. Maybe Colleen or Thomas. Definitely Colleen. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So that's an Aussie one that, like, I've done pretty well, but that's an Aussie one I'm still missing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I've got some other interesting ones. I'm going to let you pick two of them for the kids' family, unless you've got one. Now. I've got quite a few on my list. All right. So, what have you got? All right. For, I'll just quickly run down mine. I've got uh, the Babysitters Club. Oh, yes. Okay. <laughs> um, batteries not included. 
Yeah, another title. Which one's that one? That is... Oh, I kind of can't tell you. It's, right. it's a Spielberg executive produced right, one. Right, that's good enough for me. <laughs> it involves um, <laughs> something sci-fi-y, I guess. Um, I've also got bed knobs and broomsticks. Oh, yeah. Draguna, Macoides, Picorum, Thetis D. Uh, that is a massive one for me as a kid. Yeah, that's probably... That's winning. Um, Explorers. Young River Phoenix and Ethan Hawke building oh. a spaceship out of a trash can. Awesome. Directed by Joe Dante. <laughs> oh, okay, look, this is sounding better than the um, ones I've got on here. I would rather watch these movies mm. because on here the suggestions I've had made have yep. been Crossroads yeah. and Coyote Ugly. Yeah. So I'm happy to wait. <laughs> to the side. Um, Hocus Pocus. Oh, yes, good one. Um, yeah. All right, yeah, your list is better than mine. And then I've got some other ones like uh, A Little Princess. Never heard of it. Uh, Teen Wolf oh. or Teen Witch. <laughs> I've seen the end of Teen Wolf. <laughs> <laughs> that one guy in the crowd. <laughs> oh, he's so excited. Yeah. Oh. Um, yeah, so... Okay, I right. ha- bed knobs and broom sticks. Yep, so and, that's... And then I would... I quite like the idea of um, River Phoenix and Ethan Hawke making a spaceship. All right, well, we can go for explorers then. Um... Just because that sounds like the kind of movie I would have liked as a kid. Mm. Although I'm kind of inclined to maybe try and slip like either like Babysitter's Club or Little Princess or Now and Then is another one. Um, Oh, I also had Return to Oz on my list. I reckon maybe I'd better... I keep hearing about Babysitter's Club as much as... That's what I mean. And that's kind of putting in something that like in the same kind of vein as My Girl. Like it's not necessarily a kid's film we would have... No. Like not meant for like younger boys, but it's still one... That'll be a a bit of a different episode. So... Yeah. uh, Babysitter's Club. Yeah, just to kind of mix it up and things like... So we're not so kind of boy film centric, I think. Yeah, we've got plenty of that going on. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Speaking of that, action. Okay. So what have you got? Okay, so um, we're going to pick a few of these ones. So I, I pretty, I, I want to see Roadhouse. Yep. <laughs> so that's going in there. <laughs> You're mandating. Okay. Yep. So you get a bit more of a say now. Yep. Um, <laughs> uh, I've got some some ones that I think are probably pretty important. I've mm-hmm. got Cliffhanger, and I've got Bad Boys Two. I haven't seen Bad Boys One. See, that would be the one I would say. Do we want to do a double feature episode? Because we've we've the, managed to do one, one yeah, every season we've done at least one double header, and we could do Bad Boys One and Two. Yeah, Michael's join us. Oh, for sure. Yeah, right. Let's do that. All right. Um, I've also got. I reckon we need a Jackie Chan movie. Okay. Because, you know, he was massive when we were... Yeah, yeah. And, and I've seen a couple, um, but I saw something about The Drunken Master the other day. Drunken I, Master's good. Um, but I thought you might have some good Jackie Chan suggestions. I would suggest Police Story over oh, yes. Drunken Master, yep, but cool. that's just me. Yep, <laughs> um, I'm cool yeah. with that. Like, that's a, that's a definite possibility. Yep. Um, otherwise, I've got Jaws 2. No. <laughs> I mean, maybe, but no, not, this, I, not I, this early. That was more just, um, just, oh, I mean, just something to put on the list. That would be a great episode, actually, because Jaws is my favourite film of all time, and watching me just kind of hate on <laughs> Hate on the sequel, yeah. I'd be more say, let's do Jaws 3 or 4, because they're so terrible. Yeah, <laughs> just flat out yeah. ridiculous. Um, and then I've got um, Broken Arrow. I've got the Boondock Saints. Mm-hmm. And then just for giggles, I've got a bad, like one of those classic bad um, uh, comic book movies of mm-hmm. the, that era, Catwoman. More oh. Just the awful hilarity of oh. it. I was wondering whether to put Electra in oh, there. Oh, no. 
but I'm happy to leave that off for a much better right. film. Well, I'll run. I've got a what couple on got? my list, and we can kind of figure out. Um, I've also got a comic book film. I've got Batman Returns. I had that as well, so mm. that sounds better to me. Um, comfortable margin. The other one I had is Big Trouble in Little China. <gasps> yeah, okay. Kurt Russell and mm. John Carpenter. Yeah. Um, mainly because that, that was a huge, huge film for me as a kid. Yep. Um, what else? Action-wise... Uh, not much, actually. So I think those were the, like the two main well, big ones. Um, I'd be definitely inclined to go with Broken Arrow from your list. Because yep. that was a big kind of sleepover film. It was on TV all the freaking time. Yeah. And I've seen parts of the ending on the train. I can't remember any of it. Yep. You're out of your mind. Yeah. Ain't it cool? And it's one of those great, like, hey, an actor's just redeemed and rebuilt up his career. Watch him do weird, bad things. <laughs> Travolta. Oh, <laughs> uh, yep. So that, that that's good. All right. Um, now, we've got three. Um... So we definitely need at least one more. I reckon we go cliffhanger. Yeah, I think that's pretty important. That was that was huge for sleepovers and things like yeah. that. Yeah, and then out of the rest, I would be either Batman Returns or Big Trouble in Little China. I I think. Yeah. Um. Oh, I really want to see Big Trouble in Little China. To be honest. Yeah, let's go for it then. Yep. Okay, so that's that's our list of action movies. Great. So now we roll down to the horror sci-fi part of the list yeah where i have a couple definites for this one yeah, good well i'll um i'll read you my options i've, mm-hmm. got, I've got the original tron oh okay yeah. that's an interesting I, choice yeah that's a bit left field um i put poltergeist in here that's my definite yeah yeah um so we'll definitely put that in yeah then i've got highlander i've got Ooh. hellraiser as like you know yeah one of the iconic villains i haven't seen um the abyss and event horizon Okay. And I don't know what you've got. Uh, the other one that I had for that, um, sci-fi, I had uh, Escape from New York. Oh, yes. Yeah, I'd love to see that. Um, and the other, like, I lumped it into horror just to kind of even it out a bit. Yeah. I had Tremors. Oh, yes, of course. Yes. <laughs> well, what do you what do you reckon? Like, I'd, I'd be keen for pretty much anything off that list. Yeah, well, I think um, Poltergeist for sure. Yeah. Um... What else is jumping out for you? Look, Escape from New York just sounds awesome. Yep. So I'm going to I'm gonna chuck that one in. Yep. Uh, in terms of me as a kid, um, Tremors, The Abyss, and um, Highlander were all big ones for me. I feel like Highlander is one that you... I mean, it's in Broforce and everything. Oh, yeah. Like, And it has like 18 a, sequels. Yeah, and, it's like such a big cultural thing. I reckon we should pop that one in there. Do you want to see Sean Connery play a Spaniard? And in no way changing his voice. <laughs> Not really. But his also... name is like Ramirez Juan Sanchez. <laughs> and it's just Sean Connery. <laughs> That's what you're in for for Highlander. <laughs> I'm still cool with that. I think or... I need to see Highlander. All right. If we want to go for that one, or I'll let you pick this, this I mean, one. I really want to see The Abyss as well, though. Yeah, see, I'm cool with that as well. Like... I'd rather see The Abyss. Yep. All right, that's going in. Like, that, that again, was massive for me as a kid. Some, so. some people probably are just, like, out there screaming in their brains. Like, yeah, like, what? why aren't you doing this? Highlander. Yeah. <laughs> we have to wait another whole year? <laughs> no one's waiting for Highlander. No. <laughs> Except um, for Christopher Lambert. He's just waiting for that phone to ring. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, apart from that, we, we need two more films at this rate. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're down to romance now, and I only actually have two listed. I, I have, I think, two as well. Um, so I, I've got two that are, are pretty big films. Yep. I've got The Bodyguard. Okay. I don't desperately want to watch The Bodyguard, but it's 
pretty, it, you know, yeah. pretty significant film. And it's it's not really that much of a romance. It's, it's yeah. No, I just put it in there because of the more that... It's not a direct romance like the other... When no. Harry and Sally is my other one, which is a romance. That's a great one. I think I had that one marked off as well. I think that has to be on there. The other one I had was uh, Pretty Woman. Yeah, and that's it. I reckon the only reason I would say The Bodyguard is because I'm pretty sure I've seen Pretty Woman. Oh, okay. But not yep. in one sitting. Yeah, okay. So it might be more interesting to do something I've definitely not seen at all. Mm, let me just go through, see if there's anything else jumping out. Pretty Woman's on TV all the time. Yeah. And also, I just can't be bothered watching Richard Gere again. <laughs> no one can. <laughs> all right, well, let's go for The Bodyguard then. And I... Sweet. Okay. And then, um, and then the Chris's curveball, which I've already got planned. So fabulous, and that's our final one. All right, so I, we have our final list now. So we let's do. quickly run through it. Run us through. We've got Kindergarten Cop, Office Space, Rocky Horror Picture Show, National Lampoon's Animal House, Stripes, Jerry Maguire, Thelma Louise, Priscilla Queen of the Desert, Footloose, The Goonies, Honey I Shrunk the Kids, Bedknobs and Broomsticks, The Babysitters Club. Roadhouse, <laughs> Bad Boys and Bad Boys 2, Broken Arrow, Cliffhanger, Big Trouble in Little China, Poltergeist, Escape from New York, The Abyss, When Harry Met Sally, and The Bodyguard. I feel like after this season, my, my life is going to be fairly complete. Yeah, I think, I mean, you're ticking The Abyss off your list, so it's was, fine. Yeah. <laughs> it's all downhill from that. Yeah. I'm like, looking at the ones that we couldn't fit into this list, there's only a, a few of them that I really want to say. Yeah, and then it's going to be, start being like, all Pretty right. adventurous. Yeah, things that you don't necessarily yeah, want to see, but you've see, got yeah. to. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that note, let's uh, randomly pick a film for... Yeah, we've, we've got a, a number generator. Let's do it. All right. It's number 21, which is The Abyss. <laughs> well, we can end the season pretty quickly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. Oh, that's a good one to start with then. Yeah. It'll be the question, though, of do we do director's cut or normal? Oh, I'm going to let you decide. Yeah, all right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess, um, yeah, thanks, everyone, for listening, and um, stay tuned in a fortnight's time when we kick off season three with The Abyss. Yeah, and um, who knows? Chris might even find another new intro tune for us, or he might just revert uh, back to the... I've already started looking, so yeah, <laughs> there'll be another VHS. <laughs> otherwise, we'll crack out the Fox CBS one again. Yep, yep. <laughs> Uh, we've had enough of Warner Brothers. Let's move it on to something yeah. else. <laughs> but um, thanks, everyone, for listening. And, um, yeah, we'll catch you in a fortnight for James Cameron's Opus. <laughs> yes. Uh, but for this week's episode, I'm Chris. I'm Eric. Catch you next season. Please rewind this cassette before returning it to your video library.